Hey, I'm Jess. Hey, I'm Heidi. And this is a Better Beauty Business Podcast, where we give you weekly tips on how to start your beauty business. Hello. How are you today? I'm pretty good. We have a guest. We do have a guest. We love guests. So excited. Yes. So, Brad, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, My name is Brad Poyer. Um, I'm also known as uh, B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist. I started in the beauty industry at 14. (laughs) I started as a, a makeup artist doing mar- uh, makeup for theater. Then I got into hair uh, and then graduated from school. But the funny thing is when I went to school, I never wanted to be a hairstylist. Really? So I actually <laughs> wanted, yeah, I wanted to go. I wanted to be in theater. That was my main thing. I'd been on stage since I was four years old. I wanted to be in theater. So I thought if I... So when I went to my parents and said, hey, I want to be an actor, they said, get a real job. Because <laughs> actor, actors don't make any money. Right. So I thought, okay, I'll, if I take hair, then at least if I can't be on stage, I can work backstage. It's a way to kind of get my foot in the door. Right. right. And then once, then once I started, I, I, um, I said, okay, I started school. And of course... I was the only guy at school, yeah. um, you know, so which in some ways had advantages, you mm-hmm. know, with the, with the client. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me starting, I thought, okay, I'm going to do it a year. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Because most, most people that are in the cosmetology industry don't last. No. They, they start. And most of the people that are in my class that I graduated with now aren't even doing hair anymore. And I've been doing hair now a few decades. But when I first started, I thought, okay, I'll do one year. Then I thought, okay, one year, maybe I'll do five years. So I did five years and then 10 years and then going. And then, um, I was lucky enough to start in a salon that were very, um, they were very progressive with education. Mm, so nice. I trained, uh, with a world champion for two years with my license. So wow. at that time, when I trained, when you finished dressing school, um, you didn't necessarily have to do an apprenticeship after like you do now. Mm-hmm. What you did is you finished school, but you had to work as a junior stylist okay. for a year. And that's so in- I trained with my, sorry, this is in Canada. Yeah, so okay. I'm in Canada. So yeah. now it's a little bit different. You do your school out, you do your 1500 hours and then you do another 2000 on top of that. Holy Hannah. Wow. So, yeah. so that's how it works now. So you need 3,500 hours wow. that's in awesome. order to, to fully it's much, it's much better. And it's a good way to kind of make sure that the students are getting the training they need. Yes. Unfortunately, the drawback to that is somebody who's sponsoring you or doesn't always, the tough thing in this business is that a lot of them will hire apprentices, but they don't really teach them that much because they think as if I let this, if I teach them everything I know, then they're going to, when they're done their hours, right. they're going to go take the clients and then take off and open up their own shop or go somewhere else. Yeah, so yeah. unfortunately, a lot of apprentices are, are left, um, you know, washing hair, sweeping the floor, answering the phone. And that's what they do for the entire year, yeah. which oh. is not, not really good. And it doesn't, tra- I'm not saying every salon is like that. When I had my, uh, say my own salon, 
Um, I had my first salon in my 20s, my second one two years after that, and I had a large staff. I had six uh, six apprentices. So I trained them fully my own way because when I trained, I trained with the Sassoon system. So with Sassoon's, they're very much, everything is precise. And and say if I left and somebody else came, that next person could pick up that haircut and they would know exactly where I left off. And you still have clients. They didn't run away with all of your people. <laughs> well, that's a, that's another story. Well, I don't know if I should share this here. So I, so I did train, but there was someone that I had that I knew very well. She ended up um, opening up her own um, uh, and taking six of my stylists with me. None of them are there now oh, anymore. Wow. wow. Yep. So because you thought, okay, this guy did all the training. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to open up my own shop, which, you know, I believe that people should be where they need to be. Yep. And if it's not with me, that's fine. Grow. Because let's say sometimes we just grow, outgrow our environment. Yeah. Yep. Or as I said, I didn't, I didn't want any staff coming in that didn't really want to be there. Like, like say they come in, but they want, they don't, they're only there because they want whoever's going to hire them first. That's where they'll go. Right. But to me, it's more about finding the right fit. Is right. this salon yeah. the right fit for you? Is this environment the right fit for you? Do they offer education? What type of clients do they have? What type of skills do I need? There's so much more. So a lot of times in my interviews, I used to do three interviews. I would never hire anyone in the first interview. And oh. I'll, so my first interview is a kind of get to know them interview. Mm-hmm. So then I would kind of check out their uh, mental state, <laughs> ask right. them kind of bizarre, bizarre questions, because everybody seems to have these pad answers. You know, I can work alone or with people. Mm-hmm. I have great interpersonal skills. <laughs> I have this, I have that. So, I'm a self-motivator. So I, I <laughs> Exactly. Right. They they must all go to the same course, right. the, the resume writing course that right. tell them, right? It's the right. Cliff, like Cliff Notes for resumes. <laughs> right. I'm a people person so then, and a team player. and Yeah, and then you hire them and, um, okay. Yeah, they're none of those <laughs> you, things. You'll find out later. Right. Yeah, so then but if they, just, if they pass the... If they pass that first interview, then I would take them on a second interview, okay. which then I would test their skills. So if they talked it up in the first interview, said, I'm so wonderful, I'm so great, I want to make X amount, like I want to be the expert, and like, as I say, um, they want to be an expert, but they've just graduated school. Uh-huh. So they really have no skills. Mm-hmm. They have the skills from school, but they don't really have skills, but yet they want to make a couple of thousand a week with no clientele and no skills. So then <laughs> second, interview, second interview is skills, and then the final, if they come back for a third one, that's when we talk money. Yeah. So I found that's been a great process for me personally, um, because when I went to the salon that that I trained at, you had to do five to seven models uh-huh. in order for them to before they even hired you. Wow. I love it. And I used to do, I used to do that with my estheticians. I used to do that with my nail people. As I say, because I'm I went to school, I am trained and licensed in hair aesthetics, massage and also holistic as well. So I didn't have somebody coming in and I didn't have any idea. Like if they did one brow wax that week, but they need me to order three more tins of wax, um, I know they're doing some extra. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. They're doing something they're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> exactly. Or, or the, that's one heck of a thick brow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> did you eat with like the Neanderthal man or something? Right. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. <laughs> it's awesome so though. With, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and then, and then going, as I say, like for me, I've done a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. Um, from, from there, I competed for eight years in competition. Um, I came, uh, became a platform artist. I became an educator. I became a brand ambassador. I've written three books. Uh, one of now the A to Z of personal salon self care mm. is on Amazon, uh, US, Canada, and the UK. Awesome. And a couple of it. other places as well. Because that's one thing I think too that people don't realize self care, burnout, um, mm. all that kind of stuff. But this book just, it's not about taking a bubble bath, putting on soft music, and finding <laughs> a quiet room. Right. There's so much more to it. So basically, what I do is, each letter of the alphabet, there's a lesson plus there's also an exercise. Oh, I so love there's this. A little bit. Yeah. So it makes, but the they're fast and they're simple. Oh, Not I love simplistic, it. but simple. So they're things that when, because you know, being um, being in the beauty field, mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of time. Mm-mm. So these are things that you can do and you can learn as you go. So either you can start from the beginning to the end, or you can pick a letter at random, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's a great way to. But but what this does, it does the full spectrum of life as opposed to, because I think, as I say, bubble baths and that, going for walks are nice, but I think there's a lot more to self-care Yes. that people um, don't realize. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. maybe the letter A is attitude. Mm-hmm. So right. maybe if, if, if there was an attitude adjustment or a change in attitude, mm-hmm. that would also um, also help with your stress level yeah right because a lot of times it's not everyone else sometimes it's us that's true right that's very true yeah you, you know sort of sort of thing too um i'd say i've done pretty much everything in the beauty industry um i'd say I, i've trained in the judges program for competition i've been um in magazines i'm going to be featured in up uh coming independent beauty professional oh. uh, magazine in the UK that's coming out. Exciting. Um, I don't know if I should have, I should have, I mean, I don't know if I should have said that, but, but a plug for them, go see it. It's online. But, but I'm coming out. And let, I'm, if, they, if they boot me out, then, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. But there's so much. I mean, I don't know if you can tell in my voice, but I'm so passionate about this industry. Yes. For yes, an industry can. I never wanted to be in, mm. it became, I eat, leave, live, like, live and breathe. And even though now I've been doing hair and being in the beauty industry a few decades, right. I'm still so passionate. Yep. I'm still so passionate about it. And and one of my top things is education. I yes. love education. I love being part of the community. Um, one of the communities uh, I started is Hairstylists of Hope. Mm-hmm. So this yes. is about uniting hairstylists from around the world for better experiences for their clients, better, better um, processes as far as like cleaning and just having a safe environment. Mm. And that's the main thing is creating that safe environment, regardless of what area and beauty you are, it encompasses all of us into one. So whether you do nails, whether you do aesthetics, whether you do um, personal body service, piercing, waxing, hair, um, people have to feel comfortable when they come in. So can they trust you? Yeah. there, there's so much that's that's out there like the training like I think my my head right now has probably like hundreds and thousands of thoughts going through it right stuff I could say yeah you can tell when I'm excited because I talk a lot faster right <laughs> you're like he's talking so fast yeah. I can't even honestly get, Brad get it, get it all. I'm like oh he's talking our speed yeah I love this <laughs> We yeah. both talk pretty quickly. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but I love, but I love that you guys have a podcast. I love that 
that that you have training online. I love that you offer, you know, education for people starting. And I think that's really it with a lot of these new stylists. They get the education they need, but they get the basics they need. Yes, and right. I think they really need to now go to the next level, yeah. well, whether that's finding a mentor, whether that's finding courses, whether that's finding, um, you know, some whatever it takes to get them to the next level or even get to a level. Yes. Well, and the big thing is, like, you know, we've kind of talked about before, you know, where you get out of school and you think you're the best at that, but you right there are proven that you've never stopped learning. Right. You've never stopped taking on opportunities. You don't just get out of school and say, oh, I'm amazing. This is, I'm going to charge a million dollars and be amazing. You continue to learn. You continue to say, well, I'm going to learn mm -hmm. this and I'm going to become part of this. And, you know, because your passion does grow, the more you learn. Yes. And you just get better mm -hmm. as not only a stylist or a nail tech, but as a person and as a human. Yeah. Well, and I think learning also keeps you from burning out. Yes. I really do. Like, I always get so, like, after I've been in a class, I get so pumped. Like, I get back to work mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, we're going to do this and this and this. And my clients are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? That seems weird. And I'm just like, no, it's so cool. So I I feel that every time I go take a class, like, it's like stoking the fire because I'm passionate about what I do. Right. But I love that, like, you get educated and it's it's like getting like a boost of adrenaline. It's just like the coolest because you're just like, I learned this new thing and I really want to use it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then you tend to push your clients, you know, into, you know, let's, let's try something a little bit different this time. Yep. And you're um, educating them. Exactly. Which is awesome. Yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I love it. Um, I do have a question for you. So you're in, you're yeah. in Canada and you do that. You guys do have mm -hmm. to like apprentice, right? Uh, yes, we do. So oh. now you go to school. So basically you go to school for 1,500 hours, which basically if you're going 40 hours a week, um, it, it equates to about 10 months. Okay. But now because of COVID, a lot of our schools have been closed and yeah. our colleges have been closed. Mm -hmm. So a lot of uh, education now is done online. Yeah. So it's done through Zoom. Yeah. Um, so apprenticing and like mentoring, like in in – the United States, we don't have to apprentice. Well, I've Certain states require yeah. it, but our state mm -hmm. does not. And actually, I think we're only at 1,200 hours for a cosmetologist. Is it? No, 18. Okay. It is 18. It's 18. It's because it takes a year. Yeah. But there's no apprentice requirement. Yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. where do you stand on all of that? Like, if you don't, if you're not required to have an apprenticeship, do you think that men like finding a mentor and mentoring for maybe six months to a year is better than just deciding you're going to get out of school and be amazing? <laughs> of course it is. Because as I say, it takes, it takes three to five years to start to get good mm. because being at school, you don't know everything yet. Oh. You may believe, and they may pump you up because you're the, the all-star at the school and you, you rock those roller sets and you, you know, do those <laughs> blowouts and all that kind of stuff. But that clientele isn't necessarily going to be the clientele. Because if you want to be a celebrity stylist, if you want to be, obviously that's not going to be your clientele. No. So you need to always learn from someone who knows, even if they're one step ahead of you, yep. they still know more than you. Yeah. So number one, always, always, always get a mentor or get somebody who's going to guide you like a coach or something like that. But really, I would say get um, underneath someone who's really going to work you hard. Like with my mentor, he broke the assistant. 
Yeah. Like basically broke them down. But if you, but it's tough. If you want to be great, you have to be willing to be broken. Well, and yeah. in order to be broken, that's how you can grow. Because if you can't handle the pressure, you're not going to be able to handle the pressure of working with celebrities, right. being on stage, doing engagements, like early mornings, late nights, uh, doing a couple of shows in a, in a day, like mm-hmm. stage shows in a day, like I've done. Because, and you have to be knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. You have to know everything about the product you're, especially to, um, if you're at a hair show and you're on the main stage, mm-hmm. everybody comes to see you. Yikes. And I've been in that position and you have to know, but you also have to be real with people. You have to relate with people. I'm happy that we do have an apprenticeship program, yeah. but with ours, I would also like to see it more governed where, because with our people that go and check, they're so busy on so many apprentices to check, you know, into, because a lot of times people go into hair because they think, because at one time, if you couldn't get a real job, you went into the beauty industry. Yes, I hate because it. Because they, they thought, they thought it doesn't take that much skill. And I've worked with people where clients have come in and they talk down to the hairstylist because oh, yeah. they believe they're beneath them. Mm-hmm. Oh, we fought well, this know, a lot. We have really, we've actually mm-hmm. talked about it a lot in some of our earlier episodes. We have, yeah. Doing, going into the beauty industry was, you know, it's very recent that it's a profession. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was mm-hmm. what you did if you got pregnant in high school or you were too dumb to go yes. to college. So you kind of mm-hmm. were like, well, you can just go do some roller sets. Well, and I, and that was it. Like I didn't even go to beauty school right out of high school. I wanted mm-hmm. to, and I talked to my parents about it. And my mom's like, yes. um, you're, you're too smart for that. And you know, mm-hmm. like you could have a bigger future mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh, okay. And you're 18. So I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. My mom's like, go to college. And so I did. And I was like, college sucks. Right. I hated it. Yeah. I hated every minute. And so, you know, like I floundered around for 10 years trying to figure out what to do. And was, and, you know, my husband was finally just like, why aren't you going to school and doing what you really want to do? And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> but it wasn't until I got older and realized that it's like I know people think that you can just come in and, and you know, like everybody can do somebody's hair. No, you freaking can't. Right? Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Uh-uh. I can't do anything no. with my hair. Right. Like, honestly, <laughs> if I could do if I could do anybody's hair, I'd be doing my own. Right. So Exactly. Yeah. Like, and oh, that's just it. I used to get the comments all the time and tell because I actually have built a very good, great, amazing following mm-hmm. where, you know, my business, mm-hmm. I've been very blessed and, you know, a lot of hard work, but very blessed that I was, I'm really one of the only waxing studios in Casper. Mm-hmm. And really I have people travel mm-hmm. from all around the state to even come see me. Yeah. But people, when I first started, they're like, oh, so you just kind of like wax, like just bored housewives. And so you just kind of hang out and like do eyebrows mm-hmm. all day and, and and it was really that looking yeah. down on me. And mm-hmm. I thought, you come in here and let me rip some hair out of your body. And you think, see how much you'd rather mm-hmm. that I'm educated yeah. to do this. Well, and, yeah. I, and, and I remember like there, a couple of times, like you dated a guy and his parents were like, um, isn't that kind of like prostituting? Because yeah. you were seeing naked people all day. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, so your doctor? What? Yeah. Like, so I don't quite yeah. understand. Your gynecologist is oh, now yes. a prostitute? Because you were paying <laughs> for a service. And I'm like, what? Don't yeah. you pay for a lot of service? Yeah, most people <laughs> So pay my for plumber service. is a prostitute? Right. I don't quite understand it. You're prostituting yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, no, I, but it, but it's very tough, even for ones that do massage or yes. let's say I do aesthetic relaxation massage, the same thing. And clients are draped as they yeah. need to be. But even if you're doing like a hot stone or you're doing stuff like that, but say it puts you into that, it it takes a lot of experience. It takes a lot of knowledge. Mm. Not it's like they think we don't have that much skill, but wait till somebody messes them up. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. To get that perfect brow or that perfect nail, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where it's clean around the edges, that sort of thing, like you. So, as I said earlier, like I was going to um, become an actor, but when I went and said I'm going to be a hairstylist, that was worse than being an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you now know, you really of, can't. Now thing. you have no chance of making money, right? Right. Like <laughs> exactly, because my family wouldn't even come to me when I was in school. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they wouldn't even let until I started winning awards and doing shows. And then they go, can I come in? And you go, well, it's going to cost you. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. I can't get you in for six months. (laughs) But but that's what you want. Like, Jessica, you want to be that, you want to create that experience where you'll have a waiting list for six months. You'll have a, you know, they can't just get to see you. And to specialize, I think, is one of the number one ways Mm -hmm. to pick the niche that you love. Don't try to be a jack of all trades. Try to say, I really love this or say you're an aesthetic and you really love, if you really love facials, be the best facial artist you can. Mm -hmm. Learn the skin types, learn the things, learn the stuff. And to waxing is not easy because with all the different hair growth patterns and all the different types and all the different and the proper shaping and the every, there's so much knowledge. And that's what a lot of people think too with hair because we're trained in, in, in uh, cleaning and sanitation, Mm -hmm. disinfection. Biology. We're we're trained in um, bacteriology. We're yep. trained in, in blood pathogens. So we're almost trained like the med- like in the olden days, the barbers were the doctors yep, at right. that time. Very true. Right, and they mm-hmm. used leeches if anybody had any ailments to use the leeches to suck the 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 ailment out of the blood, sort of thing. I'm so glad they do don't do that, that anymore. Thing. Yes, me too. <laughs> Not into Let me take you in the back and throw yeah. some leeches on you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. You know, sort of thing. But but one thing that we're facing here in Canada right now, we're probably the cleanest, most governed um, uh, profession, but yet we're the one that has been closed down. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, so we're not even allowed to open to do any clients. You know, we faced that. What was interesting when our orders came out for reopen. So frustrating. Everything mm-hmm. of our orders, the only thing, the first six weeks, we had to have our clients wait outside mm-hmm. and we weren't yes. allowed to mm-hmm. serve them water. But every other <laughs> yes. thing in our order was already what is required of us to what do. What you do anyway. To be mm-hmm. a salon. Exactly. We were already a, doing it. Besides the mask. The mask. Like, I mean, of course. some people do wear masks all the time. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. My sister does microblading and she does mm-hmm. wear a mask all the time because she is doing open. Yeah. But. Well, she's very close to their yes. face yes. as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so really for us, nothing even changed. They're like, well, you're going to have to do all this cleaning. Well, we already do mm-hmm. all this cleaning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what we do yeah. if we are if you are a good clean salon. Mm-hmm. You're already yeah, it's cleaning. Your best practice. <laughs> yeah, it is exactly, crazy. and we do. You clean before, you clean after, yeah. you make sure all your implements, and especially doing a set. I know with nails, like my art, my nail tech used to have three sets of implements. Mm-hmm. So basically, they would use a clean set, and say if there was a dirty set they would be in sanitizing. Yeah. And yep. then they had a then they had an extra set just in case 
something fell on the floor. Yep. Just wiping it off on your uniform isn't making it clean. <laughs> no, it's not. You know? It doesn't really work so well. Or my no. favorite when I was in makeup school when people blow on the brushes. Mm. Ugh. Oh yeah, to get the powder off. <laughs> right, yeah. you're like. Oh, I remember that. Uh, I remember that. My makeup I, teacher actually <laughs> the funniest thing the way she taught us not to do that. She had she came in with a yeah. sucker in her mouth, and she's like, "Okay, oh, okay. we're gonna talk." And then she goes, "Okay," and she handed it to the first person. She, she goes, "Take a lick and pass it on." And everybody was like, "What?" Oh. And she goes, "That's exactly oh. what you're doing when you blow on your brushes." And everyone was like, "Oh." oh. <laughs> But it was like the perfect yeah. lesson where everyone exactly. understood it. No one blew on their brushes anymore. Yeah, and like I've had that experience with um, nails even because I, when I was on maternity leave, uh, my mother-in-law had to see another nail technician and um, she went to this girl and the girl would file and then blow on the hand to get the dust off the fingernail. Oh, and then she would file yeah. and blow and file and blow and file and blow. And I and my mother-in-law was like, I really was grossed out. <laughs> You're like, and, you should be. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, maybe you shouldn't go back and see her because <laughs> because you might catch mm-hmm. something. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But it was interesting to me. I'm like, where did you even learn that? Because you weren't allowed to do that at school. No, no, but people, you, yeah. people do get into bad habits after mm-hmm. they've done it for a few years, mm-hmm. especially if they refuse to grow mm-hmm. and continue to learn. Mm-hmm. If they don't keep mm-hmm. up on their the standards, if they don't choose to like, you know, keep taking classes and everything, they build a bad habit and stay there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people who still, you know, who've been doing hair and they're in their 60s and they still use like, mm-hmm. remember the caps from the 80s for like frosting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're still using mm-hmm. those for highlights. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and it's not the most pleasant thing to have done. You know, you get people, they're tearing up They're, you know, I mean, because I was around when it first came out. And then it was only it wasn't like the the beautiful colors you have now and using foil. It was basically they were streaks. Yep. So you would take it, you would pull, put the cap on, pull it out with a crochet hook, yep. you would bleach it to pale yellow mm-hmm. or white, and then you'd take it off and leave them. Yep. So only only after that then came highlighting that was a little bit softer. So then they started saying, hey, we can put color over this, we can put a toner over this bleached hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So instead of going five or six levels up, now you can do two or three and have something a little bit more more subtle yeah because that's the main thing we're trying to get that cap off you know sometimes it wasn't easy and or if that cap was used over and over and over and had been punctured so many times yeah obviously too you you clean it and you do what you have Mm -hmm. and then eventually they they brought out disposable ones yeah but then again they were really loose and that sort of thing but but it goes back again to mentor, like finding that great mentor yep. that's not going to bring you into those bad habits. And that could be right. sometimes a drawback with starting at a new salon, yeah. whether in aesthetics or hair, that sometimes you'll pick up now the bad habits of yep. the people that are there, Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is not okay. And if you're trying to go by the book, they kind of look at you funny, right? Or yeah. let's take shortcuts or let's do this. But eventually it all comes out in the end. Yep. Like, like take pride, you know. Take pride in your work, but don't be prideful. Yes. yes. So just kind of make, just, you know, be the best you can. Don't worry. The only person you're competing with is you, not yeah. all these other people, because yeah. their clients eventually are going to leave them and then they're going to co- go somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. You yep. know, if, if we all, probably even you guys too, if we all kept every single client that we've ever had in all the years oh. we've been doing. Right. You know what I mean? So obviously there's a reason that, and sometimes it's nothing to do with you. Sometimes 
clients pass away or they mm. move or, yeah. Yeah. you know, they just want to change. Yeah. But it's always up to us to always keep up with what's happening. Because if you're yes. not always up in what's happening or you get into this, complacency where mm-hmm. oh it's only so and so coming they come every week mm-hmm. they get the same thing maybe they don't want the same thing mm-hmm. have you ever asked or yeah are, you know yeah, you yeah say, introduce them to something new like are you even introducing them to anything new mm-hmm. yeah because maybe even with nails nails they want to be conservative for work but their toes they want to be wild yeah <laughs> you know right. like stuff like that or same with hair they want to be conservative on top but underneath they want some wild color underneath Right. So it's always good and growing. And, and that's to say, that's the big part of communication. And the biggest thing I teach is about relationships. Because yep. relationships, when you form them, will take you through anything. Once you build an actual real relationship with the client, you know what I mean? Yes, there's boundaries too, but you want to have that relationship with that client that you know them, they know, like, and trust you, yep. but will also then recommend you, be an advocate for you. Yep. Um, that sort of thing. There's, I mean, obviously we can go on and on probably for hours right. about this industry, <laughs> yes. this right. sort of thing. But, but as I say, basic soft skills. And say one thing um, came to me when we we're kind of talking about the burnout and stuff. But burning, so it was like hashtag learning is burning. Yes. So then the way to keep burning is always learning. Mm. But if, but if you're learning, then that also helps avoid burnout. Yes. Like, like you said, right. As well. And and that's a big thing because people just get bored. They get tired, but they also create that environment Uh because they're like, oh, well, so-and-so, she always gets her coral polish. Well, why not next time ask her to try a red or try something or one blue nail or just to, (laughs) just to liven it up. You know what I mean? Just to make it kind of different. It makes it exciting for the artist and it Mm -hmm. makes it exciting for the client to say, Mm -hmm. hey, or say, I've been thinking about you all night or all week or since our last appointment. And people are like, really? You were thinking about me? Because they should be the one that's important during the service, not you. It's it's them that you concentrate on. They're the focus, not how you went out partying last night and you're hungover and you (laughs) shouldn't be at work today or how the dog chewed up your sofa or whatever the drama, salon drama is or the, or the life drama is Uh leave it outside the door with my, my staff. We didn't allow any gossip and we didn't allow any of the stuff, any of the drama, keep it for the staff room. Yeah. If, if possible, but kind of leave all your stuff at home. Yeah. And then this, when you come to work, everything's a clean slate. Yep. You know, you don't have to worry about what goes on when you go home. Deal with it then. Yep. But when you're at work, just be at work and be be free to create. And, you know, with my clients, because with waxing, there's not a lot of new techniques. Once you're good, you're good. Mm. You just get better because, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll learn a yes. little here and there. You get faster. You get, and I get, have, I'm extremely fast at doing them. But mm-hmm. my biggest thing is I've built such amazing relationships with my clients yeah. that that's what gets them through yeah. their wax. But that's the part that I would only, that I would really miss if I stopped waxing because I have built those mm-hmm. like really – I've watched people go from, you know, dating mm-hmm. to married to kids to maybe divorced yeah. to mm-hmm. all these things mm-hmm. over 16 years. And to have that kind of relationship with people, like you said, I mean, no one else probably has that relationship with them. No, it, that's nope. true. And like even with like – I think it says something about the stylist when that person has been, um, you know, their – client for the entire time they've been Mm -hmm. doing it like I have I have like two or three clients that literally you know like I had my first day working 
and I still have them as clients now. So it says something. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even if I, we'll we'll talk sometimes, I'm like, oh, remember when we did this, like, way a long time ago? Wasn't that terrible? And they were like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you've gotten so much better. (laughs) Because they've been with me from day Mm -hmm. one to, you know, to 16 years later. But I think it says, Mm -hmm. like, if you don't have clients that do that with you, it says something about you. As a stylist, like if you've got, if you only have clients and you only keep them for a couple of years, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. But you also answered a question because people are like always, how can I get new clients? Mm. Right. Um, so they offer deals for their new clients. They offer specials for their new clients. They offer discounts for the new clients. But the people that have been with them for years, mm. nothing. Yeah. Yep. So the thing is, why not work on the people you already have yeah. and grow that and not worry about getting all these new yeah. people all the time? Well, and you know, what's funny you is know? people have asked me if I offer new specials. I actually charge more for mm-hmm. a first time client. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because people are like, yeah and-, yeah. and they go, why do you do that? I said, because I spend more time with you. Yeah. I said, I exactly. educate you more. I do spend more time with you. I said, the price goes down mm-hmm. as you, you know, after your first time. I said, but... It is more your first time. You have like a 10-minute consultation yeah. Yeah. before you have to get started doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Which, which I think you, you need because maybe they maybe they want to get a waxing and they just came out of the tanning bed. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right? Or mm-hmm. they just, you know, they need to exfoliate prior. So maybe just because they book, they may not be, and that's why that consultation is good, yep. is to make sure that they're ready and they're right fit for each other too. Yep. Because we want to make sure, but I, I believe, and that's what we did with ours too, our first-time clients, we charge more, yep. and then if they did maintenance and they came on a regular basis, yep. their price was lower. Yes. Because if you're coming every so many weeks like you should, of course, it's much easier yep. um, yeah. to wax somebody who's not overgrown mm-hmm. than it is to somebody you're just maintaining. Yep. Yeah. Because if they've now have, they came for a brow and they come back six months later, that brow is not going to be back in a main, maintenance state it's going to go back to its original state. Yeah, you're right. So it's going to then take you a little bit longer, take a little bit more product. You're going to have to reshape again. Yep. You're going to have to do all this stuff. So, and I think that's what it is. It's the big thing is educating clients so you know why, okay, this is the pricing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, that, and that's another topic. Every, right. Like a yeah. lot of these groups, everybody wants to know, what do you charge? Well, the whole point is it doesn't matter right. because – your experience, your personality, your technique, your product are different than someone else's. Mm-hmm. And and I had that too, because I had people come in, they're like, what do you charge for brow? And they're like, well, down the road, they'll only charge me five bucks. Okay, okay. then go ahead. Yep. Yep. You'll find a $5 job, you'll find mm-hmm. double dipping, you'll find whatever you'll find. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the same even with, with pedicures and stuff, oh, yeah. like people getting, you know, there's a nasty side of that as well. You yeah. want somebody who's using the right implements, right. using the right product. Yeah. But as you say, like even with waxing, there's nothing new. But I think there really is because there's there's getting it perfected right. and that you can do it over and over and over again. Oh, yes. You know, but but there's a thing with um, uh, Lee. So uh, last name Lee. Uh, so it's about the punching, you know, you know, the hundred punches. Well, no, it didn't take the one oh, punch. Oh, Bruce Lee. hundred punches. Yeah. Bruce Lee. Yeah. So the hundred punch. So that one punch actually took a hundred punches yep. to get it to get it perfect. Yeah. So yeah. it's not that you did a hundred times. And a lot of people in our business do that. I've been doing hair ten years, twenty years, thirty, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they've been doing the same thing year after year for mm-hmm. all those years. They're not learning. They're not growing. Right. Right. They're like just how, doing how the classes? same thing over. Yep. 
Exactly. And that's why it's important what you kind of do and, and anybody listening on this, on this podcast today. And I hope there's lots of nuggets and everybody's getting value yeah. because you never know that, that one experience you have with that client, what yep. kind of difference you're going to make for them. That's true. I you have know. had, I have had people who, you know, like they'll come in and they'll talk about something that's going on in their life. And, and when they leave, they're like, I'm, you know, like, thank you so much for sitting here and listening yep. to me. Like, I feel so much better now. And not, you know, mm-hmm. like, so their hands look great. Like, I'm like, woohoo, right. the nails look amazing. Yep. But I've also, like, it's really fulfilling for me because I've also helped them feel better. Like, I had a client who lost a husband, yep. and I cried with her, and I held her hand, and mm-hmm. I was like, it's okay. And then we, you know, and then I always tell, like, a joke or something and become really stupid and yep. silly. But um, <laughs> so that they're mm-hmm. laughing when they leave. Right. Because yeah, and I... It lifts, it lifts. Go ahead. It lifts, it lifts their mood. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. It was say, like our business is not really the, the beauty business. Uh-uh. We're really about health and mental health yep. and wellness. Yeah. Yep. And, and more than ever, I think more people need that because what person would hold a client's hand, cry with them because sometimes there are no words. No. And no. sometimes just sympathizing or they know that you feel their pain yeah. and that you, there's somebody they can relate to. Yep. That's probably worth more gold than what they pay in a year for your services. Yeah, absolutely. I know the relationships I've built with my clients are, it's amazing. Like these people are just as much a part of my life and they'll come in and Mm -hmm. one of my clients the other day was so great. She's never driven by herself. Like her husband, she always went with her husband. She's younger. (laughs) So she's never driven like from, I mean in town, yes, but like from Denver, she goes, you okay. know, she goes, I drove home by myself the other day and I was so proud of myself. I wanted to call you and tell you. And because I was mm-hmm. the one who was like, you should go on a trip by yourself. You should because she's getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And I was yes. like, have you done any of this? Mm-hmm. I go, you really, you know, you should start dating yourself. And we were talking. She came in the other day. She goes, yeah. I was going to call you. And I said, next time, call me. Yes. I said, text me. Exactly. Say, Jess, I did this. Mm-hmm. And I said, because mm-hmm. you need to celebrate those yeah. things. And it's great because I love exactly. that. That's the relationship I build with my clients. Yeah. It's not just the waxing. Yeah, like I said, I'm good at it and I'm fast and I can distract you so you don't even know that it's being done. Well, I wouldn't but, say you don't know it's being right, done. Right, but it's <laughs> but we get to build these like our lives are so fulfilled by the amazing people that are brought mm-hmm. into our lives. Well, yeah, cuz I I mean I have that client who's in her 90s. She's in her, oh gosh, her yeah. yeah, she's like 92 or 93, I think. But um I my heart palpitates it just every time the phone my my phone rings and it's her number like my heart starts beating really fast and I and I'm tr- like I'm waiting for her to say hello on the phone because I'm always afraid that mm-hmm. it's like her son or her husband calling to tell me that she's passed away. Yeah. And I so mm-hmm. like I but I've had her as a client for like 14 years. Right. And so yes. It was you know like I I'm not looking forward to that phone call. And so it's gotten me so I have some anxiety about it when she calls. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I'm just yes. like, oh. And, you know, so, and I did have a scary call with her earlier this year because she had fallen and broken her hip and pelvis. And mm-hmm. I was just like, for weeks after that, I was waiting for the phone call saying that she had passed away. But she's doing really good. But yeah. I was just like, oh, I hate it. You know, like, and I've told Jess, I'm like, I hate it when yeah. she calls me. <laughs> Well, and, you know, but we're so lucky, like you said, to be in an industry that is kind of mental health health and wellness Mm -hmm. that we we are also benefiting from all of this, which is amazing Mm -hmm. because 
we just get to grow with these people. And as we grow, they grow yeah. and they get to be proud of us for trying something new. And we get to be proud of them and mm-hmm. we get to see them have babies and get married or, you know, find the love of their life or travel for the first time. And yeah. we get to see human nature mm-hmm. at its best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're there. We're there for all the, all the moments. Yes. All the moments, yep. the yep. birth, the things, the first date, the graduations, yep. the, you know, the lifestyle. And let's say, like I say, I've done, let's say, like maybe I start with a, a kid and then he goes to high school, then mm-hmm. to college, then he gets married. Now he has his own kid. Now, right. you know what I mean? And, and it's that progression. And you, but you're there for the wedding. You're there for the stuff. You're there yep. for all those moments, more so than probably other people in their lives. Yep. You're the one they come to. Yep. Right. So you have, <laughs> You know what I mean? You have that. And and going back to say when clients pass, it's very difficult. I have had clients who were full of life, amazing, and then had dementia or yeah. Parkinson's. Yeah. And then you see them declining. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and it's tough, too, because you still keep your spirits up. Yeah. And because it's tough for them because they know, especially with somebody with Parkinson's, it's very difficult for them because now they're losing some motor skills and yeah. they feel bad and they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But then they're, and like I say, it, it's, it's very difficult, but as I say, you still treat them human. Yes. You don't make any difference that, and that's what people I think want. Yes. Any people with disabilities, they want to be treated like anyone else. Yep. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a lot of times it's not their choice to be this way, Right. you know, and how, would we like it if somebody just judged us? Like, say tomorrow you went in to work with a short leather skirt, fishnets, and a, a, a spiked up green, you know, mohawk. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> things, 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 people would look at you differently. Yeah. Right. You know, or say you stood outside your salon and said, hey, come get your nails done looking like that, right? <laughs> right. People are going to have a different. People are going to have yeah. a different impression of yeah. you, right. right? Than they would if you were more conservative, per yeah. se, yeah. or in a in a a uniform, mm-hmm. right. you know, like like that sort of thing. So it's because we really read past a lot of this stuff because we, as as professionals in this industry, I think we see a lot behind the mask that yes. other people don't see. Yeah, absolutely. When I find that that works in the real world too, like I tend to not judge someone that I look at right when I look at them mm-hmm. because I, you like when someone walks into the salon and you see them for the very first time, you can't, you know, your job is to not make a snap judgment on that person. So, mm-hmm. you know, I actually have found in my life that it's made getting to know people a little bit better because I'm not super judgy about it. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I know that I need to be open to that because they could be an amazing person who just doesn't know how to dress or do their hair. Right. You know, you just don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe you could teach them how to dress and do their hair. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And maybe they just need someone to talk to about it because no one ever taught them. Yeah. You know, and that's why they came to us. Yeah. So exactly. And if we're the professionals, yep. I mean, you're not going to go to a dentist to get your car fixed. Exactly. What? So if, if, if we're if we're the professional in this industry, yep. mm-hmm. then we should use everything in our arsenal toolbox to give them, whether it's products, whether it's information, whether it's service, you know, to the best of our ability. Clients come to you because they don't know. Yeah, exactly. And it's up to us as the artist to be the expert in, in the industry and giving them the right advice. And even if you don't know, tell them you don't know, don't make stuff up. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just say, Oh, it's like sometimes in the hair industry, they'll say, Oh, it's just your hair. It's you. (laughs) 
No, it's it's not always them. Everybody wants to it's hear not, that. It's exactly. just you. It's just it's you, it's not you. me. It's your hair. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I understand if if you want to go blonde and you put black henna on your head. Right. Yeah. Obviously, you can't get that out in one shot. Right. Exactly. So it is. That is, you know, you. it's not them personally, but it's, but it's the henna itself. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just so but, funny. But some, mm-hmm. the, like people but some are... people just like to pass it along. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Brad is also going to be training on the salon training.com website. Yes, it's like we are. Yeah. What kind of classes are yeah, you going to do? I am. Yes. So with the classes that I'm doing, so my specialty is more uh, vintage uh, period and kind of era work. So I do a lot of that for stage, a lot for theater, that sort of thing. So that's kind of what I like to do, victory roles, um, you know, uh, like, and basically just kind of upstyling. So with upstyling, so with the course that I developed, I developed like basically a, a French twist that you can do in four seconds with one pin. So it's, it's very quick, just from uh, the training that I've done with other kind of masters, mentors, just kind of took everything included with my own experience, kind of put it all together in courses. But the one I have now, it's called Twisted Styling. Mm. So it's basically a styling a styling course. Um, later on, I'll be offering a certification course uh, in it where it'll have 12 modules and you actually do get a certification uh, once you're done. Nice. Uh, cool. Basically, I offer some free, um, some free uh, master master classes on passionforpinup.com um, or as I say my website you can go there Perfect. Uh, so it's b hyphen uh, you can check out my Instagram and YouTube at Brad Celebrity Hairstylist and then I'm also on uh, Twitter which I don't use very much but I'm still on there <laughs> sure. it's Brad does Brad does hair sort of thing so that's the best way to kind of learn more about me and we'll put um, all of these links heard. in the descriptions yeah, guys the, yeah, and we'll, get awesome. the we'll also link his book in there because yes. I think that you guys would find this really useful yeah to well, start I'm learning gonna, these things right away I'm gonna order it right <laughs> I want it now. Yeah, me right? too. It sounds amazing. I know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll link everything, all of Brad's stuff in there. And like mm-hmm. I said, and the link for the book. And because learning self-care yeah. right off the bat is also a brilliant idea. It's the best. Don't wait till you're mm-hmm. burnout to learn it. Or you can't, or you can't move anymore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if you go to salontraining.com and you go to their store, mm-hmm. the book and some of my hairstylists of hope products are in there as well. Oh, fantastic. Some t-shirts and aprons and, and stuff like that too. But yeah, we'll definitely leave the, the link for you so people can kind of check it out. And the same, awesome. um, if you want to email me, you can do the same sort of thing. It's info at, um, same address, the hyphen Rad Celebrity Hairstyle. So instead of Brad, because my name is Brad, mm-hmm. I kind of switch it up and it's B Rad. I yeah. love it. So B Rad, be, be radiant, be radical, be, you know, uh-huh. so love that it. kind of stuff. So, it, so it's, it's kind of the next, the next level, going to the next level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And we'll have you on again, yes. I'm sure, because this was yeah, amazing. This yeah. has been so this has been so fun. And you guys were on my podcast will be launching soon. So it's Perfect. Her Thoughts Empowerment Podcast, which yeah. is on um, it. So right now we're lucky. I'd say not to blow my own horn because this is not <laughs> what 
I do. And they're right. like, this guy just talks about himself. <laughs> we well, love what do you it. think a podcast is for? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, so, exactly. Um, yeah, so basically, yeah, I hit 40,000 downloads. I'm on over 30, 30 platforms. Plus, we have um, uh, also, too, if you go to YouTube, you'll see some uh, the video version there. And then they say we'll have the audio version, too. Awesome. So with these guys, um, the beauty business or better better so this is one of those things yeah. the better beauty beauty business.com yeah. you'll kind of go there and check them out too yeah. but yeah. yeah no this has been amazing i've i don't love know. it now see i'm talking fast again so i'm excited <laughs> i know now I i'm love gonna it. be buzzed now i'm gonna be buzzed the rest of the day thanks to you well that's oh we love so it much. our job here is done yeah. oh, y'all. <laughs> mic drop <laughs> yeah. we figured it out yeah yeah we will definitely be doing this again it was just such a really it was just a really good time so this podcast will be out in a few weeks yep and um we we're so excited we thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us and we can't wait to keep learning from you yeah exactly i'm very excited we're very glad we made this connection vice versa yeah I, i learned a lot already just from going to your website and being part of your being part of your uh, Facebook group. Oh, awesome. great. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon then. Bye. All right. Bye, bye Brad. Bye.